So, hip hop vampire. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, what genre of music would you like to see combined with a famous monster? Oh, oh well, nothing screams scary like funk. And, uh. Funk. Yeah, a, a funk. Alien. Funk Alien. Or what one word? Funk Alien. That's the name. That's the name of the movie. We've got a franchise. <laughs> funk Alien Three. I don't know any funk terms. Is the problem? <laughs> uh, funk. So you got Funk Alien, Funk Alien Two, funk- the 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 funkening, and then number three is Funk Alien Three. Get funky. That's all you need. Something to do with groove. Number four is Bruce. how funky how Funk Alien got his groove back. <laughs> no, how Funk Alien got his groove back, and then it just like descends into mindless screaming. <laughs> It trails off from the poster yeah. <laughs> onto the next poster, which is a rom-com, and it's just ruined by Funk by Funk Alien. By Funk Alien Four, how Funk Alien got his groove back. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's certainly better than my options. So, folk zombie. Folk zombie is pretty good, but <laughs> when you go down to the the provinces, mate, what's the difference? Oh, 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 oh. oh I went down to town and had some brains. <laughs> I went down to town and ate some brains. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was doing some of American folk. <laughs> Provinces, uh, mate, they're Such weird. is American dominance of our art forms. Look out, Cornwall. Well, here's something more British. How about Grime Frankenstein? Grime Frankenstein is very good. Frankenstein. <laughs> there you go. You made me, mate. <laughs> oh, mate. I know. Mate, I'm, s- I'm, s- I'm sorry, son. I'm sorry. But I, f- I fucking I had to. For your mum. And he's a scar guy. So Dr. Dr. Frankenstein's always doing like scar music when he's um, dressing down <laughs> his, um, his stitched together son. I thought by scar That's... guy, I thought you were saying he was a Skarsgård. <laughs> he's a Skarsgård and he's a guy who's ironically not covered in scars, unlike his grimy son. Frankenstein score score. Score score. Score score. Frankenstein score score. Four. Oh, God. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Idiots. Welcome to One Good Fate, the podcast that does eat fried chicken. I guess we'll never be gangsters of love in the eyes of Snoop Dogg. No. No. I'm Paul Pete. I'll burn your asses and snort your asses. <laughs> One then the other. You yeah. choose the order. <laughs> I'm willing to Not commit. Good option. <laughs> <laughs> this is part two of a personal mission on my part to diversify our catalogue of terrible movies Ooh. a little and try to find some hidden gems amongst the category of bad movies directed by non-white male directors. The non-white male community has gotten in touch and asked me not to do this. Yeah. They said it, said it was counterproductive, they said. So the agenda, and they, they said agenda <laughs> in quote, quotation marks. They sent a gif of, <laughs> I don't know, Chris Pratt doing uh, air quotes. So you have to Oh, that. I love it when Chris Pratt does air quotes. Oh, God, I fucking love him in gifs. Do he you know did what? it in Passengers. <laughs> I... Didn't wake you up early. <laughs> I, I didn't remove your agency, <laughs> darling. Oh, that was so gifable, mate. Oh, gifable. I can love that he had a re- uh, retribution arc. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm, I'm thinking a lot about Modoc from Ant Man. I'm going to try and put that out of my mind. You're going to have to stop thinking about Ant Man, mate. 
I have to stop thinking about quant ooh man ear at some <laughs> stage, but not it, that is it, today is not that day. No. Nice. <sighs> so if you're uh, wondering why now, there are so many quantum mania references, it's, that's why. Because <laughs> I got it on the brain, son. <laughs> Forget about Modoc and how he's going to be every incel's profile picture by the end of the week. Something about it. It's just it's perfect. I feel like it was made to be an NFT. Anyway. Oh, oh, love that. There's a lot of hatred spewing already, and this is not the place for that, because this is a place of love. For you, dear yeah. listener. Because, yes, this is our endeavor. This is my mission, and our episode on the Slumber Party Massacre made me appreciate the fact that this is going to be a very difficult, if not impossible, task. Because I didn't fully appreciate that discrimination in the movie industry was not so much a net that kept most non-white men out, of, out but a wall that only a few individuals managed to smash their way through. Proud, powerful individuals like whoever directed Slumber Party Massacre. What? <laughs> it was only if they accepted certain caveats as well. Like having to do a silly dance at the same time. You've got to have Steve Martin in it. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why would you make me do that, this? Look at what you've it. done! <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a fun endeavour, but nevertheless, I will not rest until we find the Black Breen or the female McKay. Okay, but not the other way around. <laughs> not the other way around, God, no. But uh, when I say I won't rest, I mean we'll do this sometimes when there's a slot. Oh, okay, cool. That's good, because yeah, it was no. starting to feel a little bit like my mission as well. And you know what I, how I feel about <laughs> missions, mate. Ever since I retired <laughs> from questing. <laughs> Don't worry, mate. There'll be no missions here. Just good times. Oh. I could just do one, but, you know. It's better if you say it. Because I can't. <laughs> I sh- you say it best <laughs> when you explain what you mean. <laughs> so, and of course, we already know about Rudy Ray Moore. So don't write in about Rudy Ray Moore. You know, yes. those movies are already beloved, rightly. But, you yeah. know, we may well do Petey Whitshaw or um, yeah. Avenging Disco Godfather eventually. But we have yeah. to earn it first. Yeah, look, don't, don't, re- don't get in touch about Rudy Ray Moore. I'm already going to mention him <laughs> at the end of the episode as my only winter, like, avenue into exploitation. <laughs> so we've got it covered. I'm yeah. I'm I'm the white male representative of this episode, so just and every episode, so please Look. just <laughs> and everything I do, and uh, yeah, don't worry, we're already putting our weight on it. Uh, you can relax about that. Yeah, but yes, today we have a vampire movie with Snoop Dogg in it. How's that? Well, ha- well, Go on. All right. well, I'll I'll, yeah, I'll check it's... and let you know. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, look at that! Look at his fashion. It's 2001's Bones, it. not starring David Boreanaz. <laughs> Crucially. What's the matter, bro? You spooked? This place is off the hook. There's nothing but a dark world of pain locked in that building. The last owner on the lease was back in 79. Some cat named Jimmy Bones. Jimmy Bones? Yeah, why? You heard of him? This is the story of Jimmy Bones. Black as night, hard as stone. It's the past, Patrick. Gold plated dudes like the King of Siam got a switchblade loose and a diamond on his head. There's a switchblade and there's a diamond. I don't think your past is dead, Bob. It's alive. Jimmy Bones, is that you? We killed you. (laughs) It's a trip, ain't it? The director is Ernest Dickerson, who gets his start at New York University's film program, Uh where he meets Spike Lee. And shoots his master's thesis film, uh, Spike Lee's uh, master's thesis film, uh, Joe Bed's, uh, Joe's Bedstay uh, Barbershop, We Cut Heads, which is a short film he made, which had Ang Lee as the assistant director. <laughs> what? <laughs> My Who master's let... program will be equally stunning, I'm sure. God. Who let ethereal <laughs> presence Ang Lee, not actually a real human being, into a studio? 
he he came and he made Joe's bed story about barbershop. We cut heads with with Spike Lee, and I think that's marvelous. Um, he, uh, the director of this movie, ended up becoming Spike Lee's cinematographer, working on everything from She's Gotta Have It through to and including Malcolm X. So that's a pretty wow. damn good cinema cinematography going on. That's a spread pool. Um, that is a spread and a half, so you can expect nothing but the most gorgeous images here. Um, then he makes his <laughs> directing debut with Juice in 1992, which sounds great. It's a well-reviewed crime thriller starring Omar Epps and Tupac. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, which sounds great, but... <laughs> oh, no, I haven't seen it, but okay. I, I want to because Juice sounds really good. Yeah. Um, and that kind of becomes his deal for a bit. He makes genre movies with some surprisingly big names. Okay. Um, Surviving the Game is an adaptation of Most Dangerous Game with Ice-T and Rudger Hauer. Uh, okay. Demon Knight with Billy Zane and Jada Plinkett-Smith. Fuck yeah. Um, Bulletproof with Damon Wayans and Adam Sandler. Oh boy, I know which one we're going to cover. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Tree of Life. Oh, but you know what, mate? That's a point. We're, we shouldn't be too down ourselves on all of on how terrible our filmography because we did after all do white chicks. Oh, uh, yeah. A triumph for representation for everyone. Mate. <laughs> you 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 put you put the Wayans alongside Kevin McAllister's dad and that you've got you've got equality. <laughs> what do you there. expect? <laughs> what do you expect to happen? An equal and equitable society. And that's what I'm all here for. Yeah. Thank you, Wayans. Oh, and later he did some T V stuff, The Wire or something. No. Never heard of it, mate. Nah. Sounds yeah, shit no, and no, boring. No. Wire. What's that about like bras and stuff? <laughs> you're, into that, you're into something that sort about of thing, are you? Women. Yeah, don't sound very good, mate. It's got Jason Statham in it. <laughs> it does. He's in it. He's McNulty. That'd have been a different <laughs> atmosphere. <laughs> it, this whole system's fucked. <laughs> so, what did I do? <laughs> the fuck did I do? Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, McNulty. The, uh, <laughs> uh, the movie was written by Adam Simon, who's bad. Uh, probably oh. most famous for cult movie fans for Carnosaur. And to horror fans for The Haunting in Connecticut, which is all right. But yeah, oh, okay. Jesus, there's a lot of bad stuff in there. Oh, good. Um, it was okay. also, also written by Tim Metcalf, who uh, was at least involved in some higher profile terrible movies like Revenge of the Nerds 1 through 4 and Fright Night 2. Well, so. I imagine if I'd have seen those, I could have expressed <laughs> an opinion. <laughs> and they are not well respected, I can tell you. Oh, no. That's, ah, a, but the, that's a shame. However. The film, speaking of well-respected, the film stars Snoop Dogg and is an interesting stage of his career, made between his albums, The Last Meal, and Paid the Cost of Paid the Cost to Be the Boss. To be Dub Boss, I'll have you know. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Sorry. He, he was in seven movies this year. Was he now? Yes, which includes Training Day. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. And Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style, which was a mix of hip-hop music video and hardcore porn film. Fantastic. Well, you know, if you, yes. if like if we could have set that up with just on you know the strength of our names, you'd be listening to a <laughs> silent podcast right now, and and you'd be missing us wondering where we are in our in the middle of our never ending porn story. <laughs> we're, we're gonna mix one good thing with a hardcore porn <laughs> film, <laughs> and that's why I didn't like sixty five. But look, forget about that. Look at this sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was no, I was thinking of uh, some sort of like hip. Hip-hop-umentary, maybe. <laughs> you mean combining one good thing with hip-hop? That's, yeah. That I am all in favour of. Yeah, with the brash anti-authoritarian uh, street smarts of hip-hop. Uh, incidentally, the first hardcore porn film to be featured on the Billboard music video charts, so that's fun, oh, and good. led to a trend of rappers hosting porn. Which, yeah. 
It's a paycheck. Paycheck. And an ability to be in a pawn. <laughs> it's gonna it was shot at his house, but apparently did not involve Mr. Dog. So uh, okay. He just wanted to know that it had been done. Right there in his conservatory. <laughs> he occasionally shows up just <laughs> just looking in through the window, giving a thumbs nice. up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I approve of all of this. <laughs> Every bit of it. <laughs> Hope you guys are unionized. <laughs> I don't fuck with people who aren't uni- unionized. Uh, the film also stars. I literally do not fuck with them. Um, the film also stars Clifton Powell, um, a very successful and hardworking supporting actor. He played the dad in this. Yes. Uh, and he voiced Big Smoke in in San Andreas. You know, all we had to do was follow the damn train. Oh, that that's was him. Just in case his voice brought up a lot of anger in you. Uh no, not at all. I haven't played Grand Theft Auto. <gasps> not since and I, I like I I used to, I played the top down ones when I was a kid and found it really funny to just run oh, people wow. over. Oh wow! And then I I Jesus, started playing old. one of I know it's terrible, but <laughs> enough of that. I started playing the other Grand Theft Autos and went, oh, I don't like these. I don't want them. So yeah, it didn't get far <laughs> enough. Wow, mm. good stuff, man. Yeah. Well, look, I I bring him up because he has possibly the worst Wikipedia picture I've ever seen. Just Mr. <laughs> Clifton Powell. Oh, okay. It looks like a candid from a wedding being held in a climate that he is not comfortable with. <laughs> The wedding in hell. The wedding in hell that he was just not packed for. <laughs> and it's been going on for a day. And he really wants to be in bed. You know, when they said hell, I thought they just meant Brooklyn. Stop using that comedy sting. Get back here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he runs off with his keyboard. with Casio. Puts on a Speaking mustache. of Casio, the music was by Elia uh, Camille. Uh, okay. I think well, it, it's a C and an M. I don't know what to do. Czech, uh, Czech Republic. I'm sorry. Okay, nothing prepared me for this. Just yeah, just do a vague, yeah, vague flemmy sound. You'll be fine. Oh, Camille, it's fine. So he's uh, yeah, he's a Czech composer who also did the music for Battlefield Earth and Piranha Three Double D. Fantastic. Is there yeah, anything he can't do? <laughs> I say that as yeah. The soundscape. <laughs> It didn't, it didn't. It didn't jump out as bad or anything. The score it was just. <laughs> I didn't even notice the score. I was too busy with the film. That's what a good score should do, Paul. <gasps> so oh. it was genuine what I said. What bit of this episode? <laughs> That's for you to find out. I know. Brilliant. <laughs> so the film was received by critics like the return of a guy they once murdered. Oh, oh no! I have to call the council about that. I mean, Peter Travels will know exactly what that's like. <laughs> Roger Ebert. He he puts them down. When he puts them down, he puts them way down. They're not getting back up. <laughs> I've never been caught for murder once. <laughs> Therefore, uh, Mick Lassell at the San Francisco Chronicle said, Uh-oh. to point out little flaws in this one would be like looking at a demolished car and complaining that the taillight doesn't work. <sighs> bitter, bitter guy, Mick, Mick Lassell there, who's come afoul of the San Francisco Transit Police just one too many times. <laughs> and no one will fix his broken taillight. That's the sad truth. <laughs> no, one will, no one will take <laughs> the car's it. car's ruined, mate. <laughs> Look, I want a new taillight, okay? The cops are on my what ass. What is it going to cost me? <laughs> they keep hounding me. They've already they did all this because of the tail light, but they still insist. It's a cruel place, God. a cruel, cruel world. Um, and and yeah, yeah, he has just articulated what I was going to try and articulate a late uh, a little bit later. My my the reason I don't have too many notes. Um, critics, is there anything <laughs> yeah. they can't do? Public, meanwhile, uh, no. knew what it is and what it will be. Um, that's the key. Oh, fuck me! Why did I pick everyone with the hardest names this week? <laughs> this week, the worst day of my life. <laughs> Okay. Mason Caliareal over yep. on Google said, in a four-star review, my math teacher was in this movie. 
I was going to give it five stars. <laughs> and that prick showed up. <laughs> I mean, I defy you to argue with that. I just That's great, because that makes me wonder who? Who was his math teacher? Yeah, who was his math teacher in this film? It was the Marilyn Monroe. Oh, yeah, Monroe big guy, though. the vampire. <laughs> what, Snoop? Yeah. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> y- yes. That's right. Mr. Snoop. Mr. Dog, as he made us call it. <laughs> Buns has 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, 42% yes. on Metacritic, 4.4 on IMDb, 82% on Google, and made about Fritz. half of its production budget back. Okay. Well, you know. <laughs> it's no devil inside, but what is? <laughs> what is these crazy days? So, Paul. Oh, I didn't even write that. I didn't even write that. This is the worst episode we've ever done. You can call me. And it's my fault. All right. Oh, good. Oh, that's that's nice. I appreciate you admitting that. And everybody, you heard it. Um, <laughs> so, Paul, you, you Marilyn CGI Monroe. Wolf. Oh. Um, <laughs> That'll do. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, what made what made this film? Uh, um, See, it's not so easy. Well. Well, no, I was just having a literal heart attack. What what made you what made you think what made you think this film was from a cat or something? Well, Paul, let me tell you. I think really the first thing I have to say is that the house looked like it was permanently surprised, and I appreciate that. <laughs> just like it had a big gaping mouth and a couple of big eyes on it, and it just looked <laughs> utterly terrified at all times. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. There's what That's going nice. on inside? Oh, dude. Never believe it. Um, uh, yeah. They always blame the house. It's not my <laughs> fault Snoop Dogg got killed in me. That's what made me racist. Honest. Um, uh, but yeah, Some of no. them are good. <laughs> no, I'm so confused, mate. Such a confused house. Uh, and I, I've got to say, Paul, it, it was nice seeing that expressive house because I watched this at 7am before <laughs> recording this Optimal. podcast. That was when it was mm. made for... <laughs> We're gonna get the commuting into work crowd," said Snoop Dogg. If only I could watch this on my phone. <laughs> one, what, one day, Timmy. Well, Paul, that sounds like a gross cop. Uh, let's tell me what <laughs> happens in in this movie, Bones, two thousand and one, starring Snoop Dogg. I'm gonna tell you exactly what happens in this film. Clifton oh, Powell's fuck. been All in right. one of our films before. Norbit, fantastic. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Good. We've got some stuff back there. <laughs> We've got some. We've got bands. some shit at the bottom of that barrel. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we've had some fun, haven't we, mate? We've had, oh, mate, we've had a hell of a time. We've had a hell of a time, oh, I think. <laughs> well, it's tw- you 21 minutes. Okay, 21 minutes into the recording, mate. Should we start talking about Bones? 21 minutes to go? Sure. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, we've got Vanilla Ice and his friend Vanilla Ice, who are both looking to score some drugs <laughs> when they get Uh-oh. attacked and killed by a terrible CG wolf pig. Yeah. They do. <laughs> Some other stuff happened in that in that scene, but hey, who cares? Um, <laughs> Some stuff. They they went to a house um, in order to score. Yeah. Uh, the, the drug dealers had left a, some stuff in a house, but the house was spooky because there was a terrible wolf that killed them. Mm. Yeah, I'm not racist, honest, and uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, house. new girl and new girl's friend got they get dragged in uh, just at the very last minute, displaying their incredible strength and ability to scratch dents into floorboards. Oh, um, yeah. But it didn't save them from the Snoop Dogg dog. Oh, Snoop Dogg uh, dog. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, that got him. So we get yeah. an opening credit sequence, uh, which is... Um, 1979. Borrowing... 1979, and we get an opening credit sequence that reminds us of Adam's family and Men in Black and the fonts that they used. And we get the terrible revelation <laughs> that back in the <gasps> 1970s, Snoop Dogg's shit was really good. <laughs> like, his whole, his whole situation. 
was, it was extremely good. good in 1979, it seems. It was Dog Corleone, and he, <laughs> he's very, he, he, he was living, living the high life pool. Oh, he um, was. He had a Pam Greer girlfriend. Yep. Uh, he had, well, Can't say fairer than what that. you need? Got some, he got some money. He had a Clifton mm-hmm. Powell on his right yeah. hand. Oh. His, right, his tiny man in his right hand. They were able to just hold him and <laughs> shake him around. You're safe for houses if you can get Clifton Powell in your hand. Safe no as one's going to mess with you. To um, I can yeah. now confirm somewhat belatedly that Pam Greer is the only three men. Well, that would be a lesson to the rest of you. <laughs> to the rest of you, Greers. And you are now enjoying <laughs> my full attention. <laughs> Hooray! I don't know what to do with it. This is a first. Um, it's horrible. It's like being gazed upon by God. So... <laughs> It's time to meet some people, our, our heroes, because we, we cut back to the present, incidentally, without, without oh, anything yeah. very dramatic happening. We just get a, an establishing thing that Snoop Dogg yeah. used to be a drug dealer in the 70s. It's beginning yeah. to feel a lot like Halloween Resurrection. Yay! I know, this looks like a damn graveyard around here, bro. Come on, man, this neighborhood's making a comeback. Where the hell has it been? Yo, can you picture it, though? But if we can have the bar right here, dance floor, you'll build. What? Bill. What? DJ Boot, right there. Anything's possible, but that's a lot of work. Oh, jeez. Okay. Tell me that's like a part of a dog or something, right? Yeah, that's a dog. Oh, no, that's like, that's from a cat. It's It's a pretty big cat, Patrick. Cat, dog, whatever. I got a really great deal on this place. I'm talking about a really great deal, man. (laughs) Let's meet our campers. We've got Uncommon, Ice Tray, (laughs) Skittles, as opposed to Eminem. And Julianne <laughs> oh, Moore. Good. And Julianne Moore. Okay. Ju- yeah, very Julianne cool. Moore, who is actually horror movie royalty, uh, Catherine Isabel from Ginger Snaps and American Mary. Yes. And well, uh, who is, also has a horrible Wikipedia picture that looks like it's been cropped from the same picture as Clifton Powell. <laughs> it was one wide shot and they clipped, they clipped the pictures. Oh, I'd, well, I love then the idea that this is promotional material for this movie and everybody <laughs> who's in it just has that picture from their... <laughs> On their Wikipedia. <laughs> for the best day um, of their careers when they made Buzz. <laughs> day. They shot it in a sweat. day. <laughs> um, yeah, I obviously didn't recognise her, despite the fact that I've seen um, the, hmm. the slasher movie that she was in, one of the, yeah. the remakes. But Nell, who got up to watch it with me, God bless her, uh, immediately Aww. walked in the room, pointed at it, pointed at the screen and went, that's my girl. Yeah, she knows her girl. She knows her girl. Nell knows, knows all, all of her girls. girls. You should all yeah. be trying harder to become one of Nell's girls because she looks after them. Great deal. I know. I, I'm, I've never looked back since. Um, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, these people, they, they come in and, oh, God, Paul. Oh, it's so, it's so fresh and original. You, can, you couldn't make it up, could you? They, well, they, they come in, they've bought this house, and they're going to do oh, it up and do, do a yeah. disco. They're going to do a disco tech in there, which is great. Yeah. And they wander around and look at all the red flags that previous people have left. You know, yeah. it, it all gets picked up. Someone spilled red paint everywhere. Oh, I love that business. Those crazy, wacky decorators breaking in and splashing things all over the place. It's a yeah. menace. It's a to social society. menace. And I, I won't stand for it. <laughs> I um, need to stamp it out. Crazy Ralph across the street tries to warn them, but he's not too effective. <laughs> Maybe he's not crazy enough, so Pam Greer has a go. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, boy. Shoot that dog. Shoot the dog. Whatever you say, sir. Don't be that dog! What the hell's wrong with you? Some holes can't be filled, and some hunger can't be satisfied. <laughs> Why, you think I'm crazy? <laughs> yeah, just because I'm yelling at you with this gun! <laughs> Look at my crazy hair! I'm a local historian, <laughs> damn it! 
<laughs> um, Uncommon goes home, and uh, his dad remembers the time that he screwed over Snoop Dogg. You never forget a thing like that. More details later, but nevertheless, shifty, shifty, powerful Clifton uh, dad is definitely hiding something. Powerful. Mm. Meanwhile, we've got Kendra from Buffy, and she's Pam Grier's daughter. Yeah. And she visits mm-hmm. Uncommon in order to get involved in the horror stories obviously got going on. Yeah. <laughs> Look, me man warned me about this place. She did it to us. You were there, actually. You saw it when me man warned me about this place. But I can't yeah. get enough of all, everything ma'am. that you're laying down. <laughs> I just like the vibe of this place. Heartbeat yeah, all... <laughs> through the floorboards, <laughs> pipes bleeding blood. Yeah, it's kind of weird, <laughs> I agree. Must be some sort of rust or something. Yeah, I guess. Want to go into the creepy sub-basement? Yep, yeah, absolutely. What uh, are these flies? That's just appreciation. Yeah. Well, very weird. I wonder mm. if... Ah, a Skellingthorpe! Thanks, autocorrect. Ah, no! <laughs> that was the straw that broke the camel's back. The Skellingthorpe. No one wants to see a surprise Skellingthorpe, mate. <laughs> it's the worst what part the of England. What the fuck is Skellingthorpe? I have no idea. It legitimately corrected Skellington to, Skel- to Skellingthorpe. That's amazing because I like it can't just be a small town. Like it sounds like a small town in England, but <laughs> why would Microsoft Word know that? <laughs> it's we, not the Word, people mate. of Skellingthorpe, it's... think it's outrageous <laughs> that you refuse to include an autocorrect for our humble town. Right, we fine, have we'll... many things. <laughs> fine, we're going to correct every word that begins with S and is over seven letters to Skellingthorpe from now on. That would be lovely. Thank you very much. Come to Skellingthorpe. We've got an Aldi. So yeah, at some What's stage. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's a Skellingthorpe and it's got a knife in it, and they decide <laughs> yeah. that's fine. We're gonna open yeah. it anyway. And and one of the DJs who's gonna be um, headlining this discotheque night uh, takes his ring. He sees the the ring on the dead oh, man's Oh yeah, hand, and he that desecrates was one of the, the corpse. Who, that was the one who dies. I think that's Skittles. Skittles. Okay. Oh, Skittles. Yeah. Spoiler alert for Skittles. Doesn't work <laughs> out for Skittles. I'm afraid. Oh, we all knew though. Pam Grier, at some point later on, is doing a seance in order to talk to all the fools that she blew away in the 70s. She blew away a lot of fools. Yeah, she's doing that whilst um, there's an uncomfortable night between Kendra from Buffy and Uncommon, uh, which mm. yeah, which ends in oh. spooky hijinks. Everybody's having spooky hijinks during this. It's like weird ghosts mm. and things in the walls. Jan well, de Bont's The Haunting is manifesting. <clears throat> well, look, Paul, it definitely feels like The Haunting because, um, look, I... I, I, I want to point out that it's, it's a wonderful one, too, that the movie performs here, where um, Kendra realizes she doesn't want to have sex and Uncommon yeah. fully accepts and understands, fully yep. accepts and understands, doesn't get angry. And I thought about writing that down and I thought, no, I shouldn't have to acknowledge that. But anyway, off oh. he goes. Lovely. Oh, no need. Don't be stupid. You don't need to apologize. I'm going to leave. Yeah. Leave you to your uh, room. But the, the film has a good grope on her anyway, uh, because the spirit <laughs> from Pam Greer's seance. Oh um, yeah, Pangria's Madcap Seance experience uh, has a good <laughs> Sign feel. Up now, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it has a good feel, and it splashes over blood, and it all gets a yeah. bit, a bit full on in a. It gets of, a bit Argento. It gets a bit Snoop Dogg's hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> it's very moody and ambient, but oh, I don't know about this. Hope she's unionized. So let's, uh, yeah, at this stage. They decide they're going ahead anyway, in spite of this, in spite of all yeah. these terrifying occurrences that are happening all around them. Oh, yeah, of course. All the I time mean, fucking... at this stage. I mean, if the kids from Halloween Resurrection could survive it. Like, what? <laughs> ah, not Starbuck. Oh, 2002? Starbuck <laughs> was uh, age 20, wasn't she? No. No, she wasn't. She was Resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. 
Damn. You're probably mixing her up with um, LL Cool Michelle J. Williams? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Who was in H20? Well, yeah, Michelle Williams was in um, H20. Okay, cool. Yeah, Michelle Yeoh? Josh Hartnett. Yeah, Michelle Yeoh yeah. was in Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. She played the Curse of the Fawn. Oh, fantastic. The eponymous. Did her instance. So, uh, Uncommon decides he's going to show his dad his new project. He's bound to be thrilled. <laughs> Look, Dad, I opened up a new dance place in that neighborhood and, and specific house she told me never to come to. It's a little business venture that I made on my own I wanted to show you. I think you will approve. I hope so. A few moments later. Bullshit! That is bullshit! You sell it back and others will fucking order! Do you fucking hear me? You sell it back to me! You shut it down and you sell this fucker! Everything I've ever feared, you've done. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I just, just wanted, wanted to, get to see blessing. the look on your face. <laughs> you stupid old man. <laughs> you stupid fucking prick. <laughs> oh, look I at love it. it. Look at this. This is the place you fear most, and I'm going to dance on it. I'm going to do a big jazz dance later on. A hip-hop jazz dance, and you could do nothing about it. You know that neighborhood that made you apoplectic with rage every time I mentioned it over the last 23 years? <laughs> You'll never guess what. Why is that, though, Dad? Well, let me tell you. So here's a flashback where... <laughs> We flash back to Snoop Dogg, who was a benevolent Jesus-style gangster. It's nice to see a black man doing so well. Yeah, we're happy. Everybody's happy. We do all right. Mm-hmm. But you know things change. And fools keep coming back, huh? Right, baby. <laughs> Those fools? They're my people. I can dig that, man, but it ain't no thing, man. It's just a, 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 a poor man's free base. Check it out. I ain't interested. And if you're going to sell it, don't sell it around here. He just wanted yeah. to mind his own business and look after his people. And he didn't and want sell them drugs to all to get them. hooked on the drugs that he does. <laughs> that he does a lot. Um, yeah. But he was betrayed to Jaybird. Damn it. Damn it. He just wanted to sell his basic drugs. And they came in with new flashy drugs. And he didn't no. want to get him hooked on those. But he was betrayed. And Clifton just Power has to, a stab on him. He just wants to smell Snoop Dogg's old-fashioned family drugs. <laughs> They're not addictive because he says so. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and he'd know. But. Man who's been arrested in every possible scenario in the world for having drugs. And also for a couple of other <laughs> things that I'm trying not to mention. I don't know why I'm trying not to mention, but let's just move on. So, there's yeah. a party. Yeah, there's a, the, the, well, there's the discotheque. They open. It's opening night and it's great. It's like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, I love a discotheque. Yeah. The new one. Um, <laughs> oh, good. One thing leads to another. Skittles gets eight. Which, you know, it's going to happen around me. Ow, my heart. <laughs> Literally, ow, my heart. Um, so he gets eaten by the dog, and that restu- restu- it restores the rest of Snoop. It restoops him. Phil Tippett finally finishes masterwork, and, um, and, and Snoop Dogg comes back to life, and ah. mag- maggots rain down. Oh, maggots. Yes. Uncommon gets thought? maggoted upon, and so does yeah. the rest of the party. And so, yeah, now there's maggoted. a whole another stage to the movie because Snoop Dogg rises from the grave and decides yeah. to go after all the people who screwed him over. Starting with Crazy Ralph, who had a tangential relationship with the whole him getting stabbed several times, murder on the Orient Express style. Yeah, it's it's, it's a tangential thing. He was his right hand right hand man and defended him forever, and um, until he, he betrayed didn't. him at the. <gasps> but he didn't betray him as bad as cop, rival gangster, or Uncommon's powerful dad. So yes. he just gets murdered. Ah, oh, he gets sweet. he gets murdered, and he looks like he's smiling at the end. <laughs> oh, the sweet release of absolution. <laughs> At least I don't have to be crazy Ralph anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just normal Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm dead Ralph. And that's good. So, 
yeah, yeah. He, Snoop Dogg walks down the street and remembers how people used to awkwardly run up to him and wave and joy at seeing him. But now they wave <laughs> guns. Oh, shit. Oh, well, he's going to wave some dog shit back in yeah. theirs. Yes, he, he does I mean, some comic book violence. Off. Yeah. He cuts the heads off, and then Robert Rodriguez comes in to direct a scene. And, and, and Snoop Dogg is carrying around the heads of um, two of the men, Hairnet Larry and uh, Gasman from Dumb and Dumber. Um, One of to... whom does look like the guy from Thinner after he's in his early <laughs> stages. The cop does. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking true. That is true. Yeah. Oh, God. And he also ta- he takes their heads, and then he kidnaps Uncommon's dad. So now it's time for the whole family to band together to save dad. Except you, Julianne Moore. You stay here and out of the rest of the movie. Aww. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bye. It's a long forever. This doesn't, doesn't concern you. So <laughs> He was my yeah. father. He was mine too. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. What? What? What does that mean? No, I'm just... <laughs> I'm, t- I'm just saying, you know. I'm, I'm just saying. suck. Oh, yeah, what? I'll cut. Give one instance of me sucky. I'm over here. Give me one instance. <laughs> you're, in, you're in the cupboard again. So they decide <laughs> They decide that it's the blood on Pam Greer's old dress that's keeping him alive. A wild yeah, conclusion not? to come to and stick to for the rest of the movie. But they do. And um, not the, yeah. It's not, the, not as wild as the solution. But um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Um, oh no, Clifton Powell's been put in the wall of corpses. In the city oh. of the dead. <laughs> the one that was designed uh, by the Tool guitarist. Guitarist? Yeah. yeah. You know the guitarist and Tool? Yes, I did. I, I, in my head, I thought I'd said keyboardist. But I did say guitarist. That's how tired I am. I literally I don't know what, wh- forgot what the word guitarist meant and imagined uh, keyboards. I, well, That's how tired I am. Just, I, I, I think, you know, the, the magic that you're able to weave, even on Jesus. autopilot, Paul, is wonderful. This labyrinth <laughs> of self-doubt. Look, you've referenced Adam Jones. I've, done a, I've made a Phil Tippett thing. I think we've we've done our white man bit. So, oh um, God, accurate yeah. self doubt. I want to say I was correct that I had to doubt myself. Fuck me, <laughs> it's true. You're they decide. Yeah, well, sorry, I've already said. I've already said that, Paul. What's going on? They oh, end up in the city oh, of the dead God. as it appears in Little Monsters with Fred Savage. Oh, okay, good. I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> anyway, never never mind that. Um, some of the other um, hilariously named rappers that you've that you mentioned earlier die. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, Skittles one of them returns. dies. You see Skittles. Skittles, yeah, he, my man. He comes back, but he's a horrible imitation of what he once was. He's Skittles yeah. Sours. He's doing that. Yeah. Ooh. Abomination. You're a Sours, mate. Um, <laughs> I mean, oh, my guts. So he's dead. And yep. uh, some guns are fired. And then... The climax of Dungeons & Dragons starts to happen. Complete with Snoop as Jeremy Irons. <laughs> Um, but luckily, Pam Grier was on hand to burn herself. I really hope yeah. she was right about that dress. <laughs> could, have take, could have taken the dress off, but better just <laughs> better no to be sure and kill yourself at the same time. And uh, yeah, yeah, and there she goes. But yeah, oh no, it's a, fr- it's a it's it's a a Freddy end, mate. Oh no, because the house collapses and all is well. But yeah, Kendra's yeah. evil now. And she does a sick uh, on him of maggots. And it's still more satisfying sick. than what happened to her at the end of Buffy. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I still enjoyed it more. So, yeah. I think that just about yeah. does it for Bones, starring Snoop Dogg. Starring the Snoop Dogg. The starring Mr. Snoop Dogg, sir. A Snoop Dogg. So, Paul, what'd you make of Bones? Oh, I didn't write any, didn't write any notes, mate. I, oh, okay. I, <laughs> I finished, <laughs> I, I, it, it was very similar to, um, to what that critic, whose name I've already forgotten, DeSalle? No, he's uh, un- nameless. 
the name the nameless critic um, yeah. forever lost, unaccounted you... for. Mm. Died in the big Thank critic you. fire of nineteen um, of two thousand fifteen. Nineteen dickety eight and nineteen dickety eight. Nineteen dickety do and yeah, it, it, it's very <laughs> much dickety do. I, I wasn't really thinking about all the flaws of the film because mm. it just felt like not that it wasn't worth it, <laughs> but <laughs> um, it it. Like as as soon as it started, I just thought, like I I just had a sense of what I was watching. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I think a, it's it a, sets you up well. Yeah, it's a silly, goofy, um, yeah. taking itself, uh, like, questionably too seriously at times, thing. That's yeah. That's a bit naff, uh, and so <laughs> it feels. It just felt mean <laughs> to sit, which is very patronizing of me to say, but it just mm. it it just felt like it wasn't. It, like what wasn't in the spirit of things to sit mm. there and go well you know this is this is poor and this is uh, <laughs> this is hilariously bad and <laughs> all of this it was just oh i'm watching this weird movie um mm. about uh, uh, like this halloween this this halloween resurrection story where snoop dogg <laughs> is the killer who comes back and it was uh, you know it, it also had some kind of cool practical effects Yes, um, definitely. It had it had my it, I like a, a lot of my quick fires are the practical effects because yeah, yeah they they look they look really good and there's some really interesting fucking Argento ass um, imagery in yeah. there I think <laughs> um, uh, and there's a lot of really kind of cool gross moments um, yeah but then yeah some of it looks like it was put together for. Ten pound. Yeah, some of the effects have dated quite a bit, and it. Yeah, mm. I think it is generally a fairly cheap production, which is what makes some of the shots that they have achieved all the more impressive. Yeah, I think there's two things going on here. What there isn't going on is a so bad it's good movie. I don't think that's here. Yeah. Um. No. What you've got are two things. One is yes, a movie that is taking itself fairly seriously and is cribbing notes. I think from Candyman. Yeah, from a lot. I think. Yeah, it's it's doing rel- it's doing some interesting stuff. There's a lot of things in here. I was really impressed by the storyline of like second generation black youth whose dad was around when this neighborhood was, you know, well, who lived yeah. in the terrible neighborhood and was mm. a gangster and did what it took to get by and has moved himself out now and is terrified of his past coming to get him and his children and pull yeah. them in. Yeah. That was really good. That made me think of, like, waves, you know, with the dad in that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was really interesting. Then you do have these second-generation kids who are completely oblivious to what the neighborhood means and what happened there. Um, yes. Which, and in that sense, is recalling, like, Candyman. The only, di- the only difference is that, and the thing that makes it, takes it closer to, like, black exploitation is that it's not necessarily white authority that is causing all of the issues as much as it is gang-on-gang violence. So yeah. it doesn't quite hit that level of social commentary, but hey, you know that sort of thing was going on. Yeah, it's it's very broad strokes, I think. Mm. Um, and, and a ninety-minute movie that's ostensibly that's primarily about um, uh, like a dead Snoop Dogg coming back for vengeance. Yeah, well, that's the second it, story. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the first one, the first one has stuff going on, and I really like the slow yeah. build kind of beginning where there's mm. there's creepy visuals and abstract things, and some of them do look terrible. Uh, in particular, anything that depends on CG just doesn't look very good. But yeah. some of the stuff looks very good and is impressive. Then the mm. second movie starts at the point when they have the party, and it does become a child's play style uh, Hellraiser 
Return from mm. the Dead, you know, revenge story with Snoop Dogg quipping whilst doing... I don't know, I, I call it a vampire movie. Is it quite... He looks it's, vampiric, it's... but is it? Yeah, it's... Like, I sold this to Nell as a Snoop Dogg vampire movie, and um, as it was going <laughs> on, I thought, oops, she's going to suit me again. <laughs> oh, God, so many suits and motion. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't know what it was. It, it's not... It's not yeah, like it's a just a ghoul. It's just a... Yeah, ghoulish... An evil spirit returned from the grave. A zombie man, but with a will of his own. <laughs> um, yeah. Real in fear. Yeah. <laughs> Real in <laughs> theory. Um, yeah, so the second movie is <laughs> a fair amount of fun until it gets bogged down into what I've always bemoaned, and it's true of every horror, almost every horror movie ever made, is how the hell do you end one of these damn things? Yeah. And yeah. what you don't do is just have them go to the demon world where you've got a lot of wandering around, and eventually yeah. there's a big shouty exorcism scene that resolves the plot. It's just always feels anticlimactic. And aside from the fact yeah. that Mr. Dog is going insane in that final scene, um, mm. is fairly dull. So, yeah, That's, yeah, it, 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 it ends with a bit of a whimper, which is a shame because I was enjoying myself a fair amount until we got there. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. And I have a fair I few was... things to quickfire. Ah, oh, good. I haven't got I haven't got loads, but when it got to the um, but you know the fact that I don't have many notes either kind mm. of speaks to. I was just happy to sit with it. I guess there are for me there are a lot of a lot of dull stretches and yeah and, and, and a lot of downtime in between moments that I saw and and thought that actually looks really good or you know this yeah is, this is really cool. Ah, oh, there was but, a potential to it, go further. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, just but it you know it wasn't egregious and mm. like like you say it it wasn't ridiculous in in the mm. way that uh oh, so many movies that we've covered are yeah. um it, it, you were, I'm not I wasn't watching it thinking how the you know how the absolute fuck did a film get get made by yeah. these people um no there's a lot of competency lot there, but, going on yeah yeah it'll yeah. just this this one will just slip slip by for me but it'll be notable for mm. actually you know putting some work into the practical effects yeah so yeah i do think it could have gone further though because there's interesting mm. things to be said about what is the resolution to that what is the resolution to this the anxiety of the idea that mm. a family has worked hard made money and tried to get out of you know yeah. that area and as a result developed this kind of protective um attitude that the dad mm. clearly has, which is that if people wanted out of the ghetto hard enough, they could work for it and get out of there. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, obviously a grounding of a great deal of social ills. So what would the yeah. resolution of that be? And it's not burn Pam Greer's dress or let go of the past. <laughs> you know what? The implication of burning yeah. Pam Greer's dress is that they just need to let go of the past and move on. And they shouldn't yeah. have come back. And that's not great yeah. for as, as messaging yeah. goes. You know, the solution yeah. to the ghetto is get the fuck out of the ghetto and never look back. <laughs> you know, it should have been something to do with the fact that they're still yeah. part of this community and they still have a responsibility towards it. Mm. And that's that's interesting as a realistic and sort of mm. sometimes necessary way of thinking that humans employ. Mm. Um, and, you know, that in itself could have been explored. But again, yeah. it, uh, it, it didn't feel like the film to properly explore that, even if it started with some interesting ideas. I think you still can. It, 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 think... Didn't, it didn't. No, no, no. It didn't feel like the film that was going to. Not that it, right. it couldn't, but like this film, mm. going like the the general vibe of it and yeah, the sort of quality that I got from it, it didn't feel like this was going to be the film that did that. 
Well, that's why you've got these two movies kind of working in opposition to each other. One of them being a fairly dark and yeah. fairly interesting horror movie with things to say, yeah. and the other one being this very silly kind of fun Snoop Dogg adventure. Um, yeah. And ultimately, if it, if it had managed to balance the two elements, which I do believe it could have, yeah. you know, I'm thinking of uh, Megan, for example, which balances yeah. a fun, campy horror movie against a, a horror movie that actually yeah. has things to say. You know, you can yeah. have both. You can definitely have both. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, a little bit of finessing would have been good here in a better climax. Otherwise, I'm relatively positive about Bones. I think it deserves okay. a place amongst... Um, I mean, it was a bit of a dry spot for horror was the early noughties. All I can think of is stuff like yeah. 13 Ghosts and the remake of House yeah. on the Hill. You know, not necessarily classics that have endured. I must be overlooking things. There's a vibe of that era again. You know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. one shade away from Blue Steel and a lot of the time it's just Red Steel. <laughs> um, Captain Bigelow film. That's it. Yeah. Um, or, Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. wandering around dating serial killers all over the place. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 had, it could have... The, the way to explore this would have, you know, been something that an elevated horror movie would have done, Paul. You know, you've heard of those. Oh, now then. That are bad. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, like, it's, it's an ab- abstract thing. And I guess the, the spirit of Snoop Dogg could have been, what, it, deeply symbolic of, uh, of, of mm. the question, you know, the questions or the issues there. But, mm. um, yeah, having a, a, a big old, I was killed and now I'm coming back <laughs> uh, story, I guess. Well, we're going in circles, but yeah, like like I say, I I think we yeah, it could have been done. It could have been yeah. done in a movie like this. Anywho, yeah. With that said, let's quick fire. Mm. Quick fire. Seventies look good. Every aspect mm. of it: the cars, Snoop Dogg's whole outfit, his weird mm. sort of messianic El Topo inspired look. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah, was something about me. something about it was very powerful. Hmm. Um. In in the middle of because that was a, the credit sequence as well, mm. and I enjoyed it. In the middle of that, it went from what I think was a Snoop Dogg track to uh, like uh, it faded in a sort of discordant, mm. rising horror uh, sting. Yes. And then it went into, you know, the full blown horror music. But it, it was a real sense of unease as that faded in. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. Um, I remember that. Because I remember mm. Jack arrived home halfway through the credit sequence and I paused it. And I remember yeah. listening to the track and being like, okay, here we go. It's a fun track. Yeah. And then I paused it. And then when Jack left, I played it. And I was like, wait, this wasn't the atmosphere I remember it being. <laughs> <laughs> and then Snoop Dogg's behind you again. Oh, no. Not again. Mm. Jesus oh. Christ. 22 year age gap in Greer's favor between her and Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, older woman by wow. 22 years. That's pretty good. Wow, that is something good. A bit, something a bit different on screen. Like oh, it. Oh, fuck yeah. Take note, Mr. Cruz. Start dating an 80-year-old. <laughs> yeah, see, good luck to you, Leo Grand. Film from the future. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. It? Watch that movie in the future. When you get there, all of you. When Guy from New Girl, Vanilla Ice, and his friend Vanilla Ice <laughs> were uh, buying drugs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, at the beginning. The the dealers don't have the drugs on them. They have to oh, go yeah. to a spot to pick it up. And he's like, "Where was it again?" And his friend, this like angry guy, just goes, "Just around the corner, down the block, by the uh, what's that nigga? Loose brick, north side of the building, motherfucker." And it's just so <laughs> like, "All right, all right, Jesus." <laughs> I'm sorry okay. that the architecture has disrupted you so much. <laughs> Needlessly aggressive, wasn't he, Brian? Shh, shh, don't, don't shoddy workmanship. 
and I won't have <laughs> it. Not in my neighbourhood. <laughs> he's deeply concerned as a citizen. But he's not deeply conservative. <laughs> he's deeply conservative as a citizen. <laughs> and that's why I think all of you need to just work harder. <laughs> there was some good abstract editing around the place, particularly in the opening mm. sequence and the flashbacks. There was some good mm. sort of single shot spooky business going on. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Spooky yeah. business. Spooky uh, business. Welcome to Paul Soul's spooky business. <laughs> oh no! Fuck, you tricked me into another episode of Paul Soul's spooky business. <laughs> um, Today we're going to be paying a visit to the HR department. Hey, everyone. Ah! ah! <laughs> it was spooky in there. That's, <laughs> That's Paul Soul's spooky business. Okay. <laughs> When Kendra is, oh, is it Kendra? Or it might be uncommon. Someone is going around the house with a torch. Around the ass. Behind them, around the ass, with a torch. And behind them, there are these shadow effects on the walls. I think it happens to mm. a couple of characters. And they're yeah. like, they're kind of like projections. You know, like old mm. movie projections, but you know, yeah. they're meant to be shadows. I, I thought they looked really good. Um, yeah. Kind of just very vivid, haunting images that didn't look CGI'd. Yes, yeah, so there was something of the Nosferatu the palette, about it. Yeah. 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 I like that. And there's a moment, there's a weird moment where one of them is looking down a corridor and sees some sort of ghost. And it's like, it, it's not a very convincing looking ghost, but there's something about how still it is and how long we dwell on it that suddenly yeah. gives it this weird energy that was really yeah. strange. It was just matter of factly there. And you could look at it and you can keep looking at it and try and like make sense of it, like our main character was mm. doing. Like, that's not what I think it is. It can't be, because it's just there. It's not doing yeah. anything. And also, it's a ghost, and I don't believe in ghosts, so it's not. But it just yeah. kept staying there. Yeah, that was really interesting. I, I felt that as well. Yeah. Made me think of creepy old photographs. Oh, um, no. Oh, God, please, no. Oh, God. Let me talk about the dog pool. Um, okay, dog! I think it was a cute dog. Um, yeah. When it wasn't, you know, chomping on faces and that. Uh, but... Sometimes it just sat there and went, <laughs> and that was the cute dog. And I, I also liked the conceit of the, the dog having to eat meat or like raw meat <laughs> in order yeah. to build up the, you know, the, the blood and guts of Snoop Dogg for him to recover. Yeah, it was doing a Hellraiser thing, but with a dog instead of a beautiful woman. Beautiful butterfly. <laughs> beautiful. I, uh, see, if you don't watch a lot of movies, Paul, you think that these ideas are original and good. Well, it was still done in a good way, and I really liked the effects of Snoop Dogg growing back. Like it was, there was, was obviously great. some reverse footage going on, but you know, it was yeah. it was good stuff. It was groovy in a way great. that I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. You um, that gristle. I like the lone house on its own. It's a constantly surprised-looking house um, <laughs> yeah. because it's just on its own in the middle of nothing. Every other house has been de- demolished and pulled away, and this house is just left mm. there. Um, and mm. it's got great verticality to it, and it feels good and intimidating. I like that. It's yeah. you know, it's it's a cool thing to make a an urban house look frightening, and I think that's yeah, well done. Nice. When our um, Scooby Doo bunch first come out of the house after talking about how they're going to do it all up, um, mm. Crazy Ralph, who's in the window on the opposite side of the road, just looking down in there with a gun, um, he he yells out, "What are you doing over there with that dog?" Is yeah. it yours? What? It's just the. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't expect to get anything back. What y'all doing over there with that dog? Is it yours? Huh? Yeah. The the quick res- the quick what response is always fucking good. <laughs> it always works for me. Is he yours? What? <laughs> is he yours? 
That's very That's good. Great. Um, I like the creepy Jimmy Bones song. They clearly go for a Nightmare on Elm Street style nursery rhyme, but there's something yeah. kind of cool about this one. And it just, mm. yeah, I felt probably this okay. this particular ghost has a cool rhyme. I can't remember what it is or the melody to it, but I remember enjoying it, so I'll sample it here. This is the story of Jimmy Bones. Black as night and hard as stone. Jimmy Bones made of stones or tough as stone. Jimmy Bones gave out loans. Now he's come to get your pay. Jimmy Bones. <laughs> on the th- on the phones. It's Jimmy Bones here on the phones. What's that you say? Not all alone. Watch out for Jimmy Bones. Here he comes to end your loans. I don't know. Paul, I'm so tired. I'm trying. I'm trying to do a Jimmy Bones song. And it's just not coming in, coming along as I hoped it would. You, you just need the right beat, mate. Just experiment out loud while I talk about my next quickfire. Okay. Uh, Jimmy brilliant. Bones, Jimmy so, Bones. yeah, I just want to touch back on the line, All don't think, don't think, or I'll belongs. burn your asses and snort your asses. The ellipsis yeah. <laughs> between <laughs> burn your asses and snort your asses is great. All right, so I will burn your asses and snort your asses. Now get the fuck out of here. Like, I'll burn them and <laughs> snort them, I guess. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh god. Um when Uncommon is bullying his mate, uh, Skittles, mm-hmm. um no. about not being black enough, and that's colorism, folks, and it's a major problem amongst all communities. Mm-hmm. Don't be buying into it. But here's a funny thing that comes out of it. I am the future, alright? I am I'm the melting pot. Smoking pot. I'm the tall salad. I am Martin Luther King's dream. All I gotta do is hold my own hand. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That is good. Um, look, there's a good narrow, narrow-eyed glare from Snoopy Snoopy out the back of the limo um, in mm. 1979 when he's looking at Clifton. Powell. Oh, he could do a glare. Oh, it's a good glare, Paul. Yeah. Says a lot about a man. You just try and tell him to stop smoking grass for five minutes. That <laughs> Please, love of God. Um, oh, I really liked uh, Clifton Powell as cool dad. Like he was a conservative dad, but you got you you got him as a character, and he was frightening. Mm. And there's some there's a moment where he says something like, um, you know, I don't. It's, uh, it's somebody's quoting some sort of line that was clearly said to uh, get people to immigrate to America, where their labor was exploited. Uh uh no no no, Dad. The man has been lying to us for a hundred years. Thank you. I'm still waiting for my forty acres and a mule. You gonna be waiting, son? You wouldn't know a mule if one bit you in the ass. <laughs> Personally, I don't need a mule. I've got myself a Lexus, and nobody gave it to me. Oh that's yeah, a, okay. That's a that's a powerful line. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was good. Cool. So yeah. He was authoritative and a good yeah. uh, striking presence and mm. other things. Yeah. Reassuring in his own way. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's talk about the wall of corpses, Paul. Oh, okay. Yeah. Love that, Love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one in my had... house. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Your um... room, wasn't it, when you were staying? <laughs> yeah, mate. Uh, the... Yeah, it had a, it had a very... Very cool, grody. Get your teeth into that grossness feel to it. Occasionally yeah. had a cheapo look and feel to it, but there were some really cool moments, like people coming out with extended faces and chins <laughs> specifically. Yeah. Um, yeah, and somebody's butt is just in there in one of the uh, the sequences. You can just see a butt. All the corpses, mate. There's going to be one butt. There's going to be a butt. You can't position them all perfectly to 
not have a butt. That's so weird. My very next one was the practical soul wall is kind of cool. Ah, there we go. There you go. There you go. Synergy. Parenthesis in spite of the butt. You're telling me, mate, that you're going to build a wall of corpses and you're going to ensure that every single one is butt back so so no one has to see it. Dreaming. Dreaming of it, mate. Um, I am. So yeah, two Dreaming things. Uh, I am going to mention those two moments around uh, the sex scene. First of all, she comes <laughs> onto him and makes the first move, and I like yeah. that. And second of all, yeah, she uh, they're getting into it. That things are happening, and then she says, "Actually, no, I want to stop." And he's like, "Okay, cool. Do you want to? Yeah, you know, do you want to sleep here, or do you want to, you know, or should I find you yeah. a way home? Like that? Can I drive you home? Yeah. Obviously, that's how it should work. But like to yeah. have that portrayed." In a movie, a genre movie of the early noughties, is really cool. Patrick, stop. What? I can't. Alright. Do you want me to take you home? No. I want to stay with you guys. It's just. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't have to explain. I understand. I'll go sleep with the guys. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, I'll direct mm. you to Sweet November. Just a couple of weeks ago, when Keanu stormed into the rain. Jesus. <laughs> being told to slow down a bit. Yeah. So, so, yeah. He's still going to get some impressed. sex, but slow down, mate. <laughs> no! Damn I'm it! I'm going to take it. Do you know who it's I am? It's a hot dog! He <laughs> says, pointing at his crotch. <laughs> it's a hot dog. Dog. <laughs> the, the, the vision of the seance and the dream, mm. I guess, that Kendra is also having where she's sort of bathing in blood on the bed. Yeah. The, 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 the reds were very Argento, I felt. And, uh, oh, yeah. It was, it was, striking, mate. Oh, the it was, blood it in was general. Striking. It looked very hammer horror. It was like paint. Yes. And I really yes, liked it that. Yes, it was like it paint. Was, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I enjoyed uh, that. It, it made it very vivid and sort of old school horror. Ah, uh, cool. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Um, speaking of which, when Snoop Dogg dies, there's some pretty good squib work because he gets shot, and suddenly it's just like blam, and the whole world is made of blood now. And it was, uh, I love mm. that. I love an old naughty style uh, squib effect. It made me think of Robocop. Obviously, yeah. Robocop is uh, ten times that, but it was a it's similar. A yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. It, it, okay, eleven times that, but it, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was still. This is still bloody, and that was fun. Yeah. The dog puking maggots. Oh, I enjoyed God, the man. dog just straight up puking maggots <laughs> at, at Skittles. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a, it was un- uncommon, wasn't it? But yeah, it was, it yes, was, it was very yeah. silly. It was very oh. silly, but it was fun. <laughs> it just, it was yeah. just out there and unexpected. And you got yeah, just some close ups of a dog just going bah! and millions of maggots <laughs> escaping its mouth. Yeah, because they're going for Candyman's bees thing, because he has bees like pouring mm. out of his mouth and such. But yeah, having it as maggots and having a dog do it is such an interesting sort of yeah. moment. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um. Right. Let's get into the second movie now. The sort of uh, uh, okay. that, that's like a good segue into the second movie. Um. Okay. At one point, Snoop Dogg is asked if he wants to get high, and he says something like, "Are you looking to score?" Uh, uh-uh, little brother. I got a natural high, a supernatural high. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of thing I want to hear. Thank you. That's the oh, kind yeah. of lines oh, you need to be writing <laughs> for the second oh. movie. Great, mate. Oh, good for you. On you go, son. Uh, <laughs> I, I liked, yeah, carrying the heads around. That was kind of fun and, again, unexpected. Oh, God, yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't expecting the film to take that sidestep. 
Oh, because the heads silliness. are talking and are like yeah. still alive. And oh, they're yeah, like, yeah, hey, so... where are you taking me? What you need yeah, on my head? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That was the crucial um, detail that I hadn't mentioned yet. I'm just like, oh, he's carrying the heads around. Awesome. Uh, no, yeah, they're, they're talking. It's very, it's... Yeah. Reminds of, reminded me of Sin City, despite, you know, this is 2001, so it's not like... Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, cribbing from it. But well, it's, it's got um, like reanimator feel to it, which is good fun. Yeah. Oh, cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Um, mm. It looked terrible when he killed the two guys, but the idea of having blood splatter on the wall and the shape of the two guys uh, recoiling in horror was quite amusing. Mm. It did get a reaction out of me. Oh, good. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, silly. Yeah. But, well, I think, oh, do you know what? I think I might already be out, Paul. <gasps> yeah. All right. I've only got a few more. I'm going to eat this cake. Eat some cake, you fucking maniac. Fine. I'm going to talk about the rest of this movie whilst you eat cake. You Marie Antoinette motherfucker. Um, I like the way that the, um, the, the rival gangster is killed by Snoop Dogg because he comes in and he slices open his pool table, which starts gushing and oozing with blood, which mm. is a really weird and interesting effect that I found quite good. Then he breaks cool. a mirror and four shards of the mirror surround him and then impale the guy. All at once. Yeah. And again, it's, it's yeah. good stuff. I like that. That was good. I um, did like the, the mirror, the like reflection and being like, is this your dream? Or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's, yeah. Because he gives a big speech before he kills Snoop Dogg back in the 70s. Oh. Oh, that's, yeah. Oh, that's mm. good stuff. I like that. Um, and then when Snoop Dogg finally appears before um, Clifton Powell. How the hell did you get in here? At a time like this? Is that what you really want to know? How the fuck I got in here? <laughs> Which is great, because, yeah, yeah, he's an undead man you murdered in the past who's appeared for you as a terrifying <laughs> zombie with heads in his hand. And you're like, how did you get in here? I'm sure I locked that <laughs> wait door. Wait a minute. Oh, wait, I didn't. Still, Wait a minute, unusual. where's Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Oh. Oh. Yeah, how did you get in here? So, <laughs> finally, oh, finally, the, the moment that really, like I alluded to, the ending has got something of the Dungeons and Dragons uh, to 19... Mm. Or 2000, whenever the fuck that thing was made, um, about it. And mm. the moment that really sent it over the top for me was when he's torturing our hero, Uncommon. And no. it's just, he's doing it by having him elevated in the air and is spinning him around. And it's such mm. a lame digital effect of him like spinning around and Snoop Dogg's yeah. just cackling maniacally. And yeah, it's just like, okay, he's- you got me. Occasionally cackling maniacally, there'll be a pause. (laughs) (laughs) There'll be a mysterious pause, and he comes back, and his eyes are a bit redder, and he continues on (laughs) with what he was was with cackling. (laughs) (laughs) I just saw a squirrel. (laughs) Yay! You got cake and a squirrel. Everything's going right. No, I was doing a Snoop Dogg, mate. Oh, he saw a squirrel. What he does when he's stoned? We don't have squirrels here, mate. (laughs) Not in Australia. Outlawed. Scott Morrison's final act. <laughs> we will regret leaving him now. Yeah, dri- driven into the sea when they <laughs> formed a squirrel island. And it's on that squirrel island, dear dear folk, that we have to say, what did you have to say about this? Because let's check in with the OG team that I think I remember asking. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Let's find out. I'll check Twitter. You check Facebook. We'll meet in the middle and see how we got on. Well, you're too busy with cake, you big cake boy. Yeah, there it is. Nothing. Both. Two likes, nothing else. Okay. Mm. Patreon. Nothing Patreon. on Facebook. 
Nothing on Facebook. This is our last chance. For relevance. Come on, Bonesy, Bonesy. Okay, that's still about in time. This isn't helping us, everyone. <laughs> nope, nothing. I think there's a strong chance. Oh, here we go. Uh, wasn't Snoop Dogg in a Netflix film that released last year, or have I lost my mind? Might have been. Oh. I've got to be honest, I haven't kept tabs on the Snoop Dogg. That was your one job, mate. <laughs> but I'm willing to bet that he probably did something with Netflix last year. But it does not constitute a good thing about Bones 2001. But thanks nevertheless, mm. Luke Ciancio. Thanks, Luke. You're a good man, and I believe in you. But for now, we're going to have to talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. We're going to start with Paul. Okay. Is that cake? Always. The perennial one better thing <laughs> is a nice, dense, moist slice of cake. Now. <laughs> Directed by Peter Jackson. A dense, moist Peter Jackson we can all get on board with. <laughs> now. Oh. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Undereducated on black exploitation as I am, sorry. Um, if you're mm. like me and you're clu- clueless as fuck. Oh, it's good cake. Uh, you can start <laughs> with Dolomite is my name, which is a nice, oh, like... Okay. Nice little refresher on, or uh, a yeah. fresher, I guess, on uh, the life of Rudy Ray Moore and oh yeah, his uh, his getting into the business. Yeah, but if you're like me and you're clueless as fuck, you could start with Dolomite is my. Oh, for fuck's sake, just burped in the middle of. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit, man. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Paul? I shouldn't have eaten yeah. the cake at the same time as, oh. uh, as I was meant to be talking. But I was re- I was running I was running on fumes. <laughs> Needed cake, um, cake break, yeah. boss. <laughs> This is your fifth cake break in one hour, mate. You're a <laughs> lazy <need> man. <laughs> I need that cake energy. So, Dolomite is my name. Uh, 2019 biographical comedy about Rudy Ray Moore and, and how he you know, gets into the business of making uh, iconic cult exploitation cinema. Um, oh, yeah. Eddie Murphy yeah. in one of his best roles ever um, surprises us all by reminding us that he can actually do something. And... Um, with really interesting cameos, especially from Wesley Snipes. It's, it's just a really good taste of what you could get into if, uh, unlike me, you just spend some time to get into it. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of those Rudy... Well, all of those Rudy, uh, Rudy Ray Moore movies that I've seen. I think I've only seen Dolomite, Avenging Disco Godfather, and Petey, uh, Petey Whiteshaw. Um, all mm-hmm. the ones I've seen, though, have held up really well, so I still oh, highly cool. recommend those. Black exploitation is tricky, and I, it was obviously tempting to just go for a black exploitation movie. But generally, the movement is seen as being a mixed blessing because although it was one of the okay. first movies to feature black talent in the lead and it positioned them in pl- uh, positions of power, it still reinforced an awful lot of stereotypes and was largely mm-hmm. made. But it's hence the exploitation name for white audiences. Um, yeah. But as we've discussed many a time in the past, just because a movie's made for a certain audience doesn't mean that's the one that end up embracing it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's interesting nuance there, which I'd be interested to try and get into in our own clumsy way somewhere down the line. Um, nevertheless, I highly recommend Candyman, of course. Both Candymans. Mm-hmm. I know there's more Candymans, oh. but the you know the main Candymans, the Candyman mm-hmm. from 1992, and the remake with from Costa. Um I get you. Both of which are extremely good, and I think touch upon a lot of social issues while still being very frightening. And both of them have quite memorable soundtracks, but one of them is by Philip Glass, which is obviously exceptional. Ooh, but, lovely. Yeah, they're both spooky, creepy, and really good. So I recommend Candyman's. Mmm. Mmm. And I rec and I recommend Cakeyman's. Cakeyman. The one better thing. Well, Paul, where can people find out about the Cakeyman and his terrible, terrible deeds? 
<laughs> it's terrible, terrible podcast etiquette. I'm sorry, everybody. I was oh. so hungry and tired. They'll forgive you. They know about the cake need. They all feel it. You will feel it. You will Why don't you get it sated here in the mm. podcast zone? In the one good cake thing. Well, I think that's probably a podcast, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the po- still, still owned by that same woman. You just keep making you. podcasts alluding to how much of a bunch of pricks we are. <laughs> it's really unfair. We're not pricks, actually. Not that much, anyway. No. A little bit of one. And you can figure out just how much of a prick we is by <laughs> checking us out on OGT Pod at Twitter and Facebook and sending us an email at OGTPod at gmail.com. And you can say, Pauls, how much of how much of pricks are you? And we'll be like, I don't know. Does this count? Uh, and 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 you'll and you'll think that's a weird response. To, like semantically, doesn't quite make sense. And then you'll just see a picture of us eating cake, and you're like, ah, not again. <laughs> and then we got yep. you, suckers. Yeah. So for weird encounters like that, get in touch, and mm. uh, we'll be happy to work that out for you. Only I could um, walk directly into you in a next. Mm. Happy to arrange that with some cake. Mm-hmm. Um, I could ask you if you have any change on the subway, but I'm just well-dressed enough that it's not that easy to dismiss me as it would otherwise be. Mm. That's hard. Yeah. Not as hard as I this. Can... Oh! I'm Paul Hard as this. <laughs> I'm not as hard as Paul. <laughs> Remember. <laughs> Remember, the one good thing about Bones. Oh, God. <laughs> it's <called> Bones. <laughs> oh, we're sorry, everyone. Uh, representation, equality, rule for it, yay. <laughs> Yay, sorry that we're terrible. But remember, the one good thing about Bones. Oh, is there some spooky bits? Oh, yeah, the spooky bits are spooky. There's spooky bits and there's also some silly bits and you should just find out. Definitely. <laughs>